everybody. How are you? How are you doing today? Are you going to do Catherine Hepburn every time we do an intro? No, no this, this is Amelia Earhart. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's come back for you. Why did you, why did you make your, why did you make your Amelia Earhart sound like Catherine Hepburn? <laughs> they have very similar accents, okay? Ah. <laughs> it's not my fault that I'm... Hello. That I'm, Hello, hi. everyone. Hi. I'm, uh... I'm Mickey Rooney doing a racist uh, Japanese impersonation. Jesus and, Christ! Uh, this is this is Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> oh, now I'm Audrey Hepburn. I don't know her accent. Yes, you've but seen, I will next seen, week. <laughs> you've seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? I have not. Really? Really? Okay. Well, I'm surprised. I would figure you would watch all like the classy stuff like that. My <laughs> ex was soup. My ex was super into Breakfast at Tiffany's, so I got to see that with her. I've like I've seen like parts of it. It's it's on the list, but the list is so long. Yeah, yeah. I have a bunch of movies that I I still have to watch the second half of The Man uh, Made of Bats and um I keep seeing people like on Facebook being like, "Why are people still talking about this movie? It's terrible." It's not terrible. It's all right. Yeah. It like I've described it as 7-2 starring, you know, Featuring the Batman. Because <laughs> it's pretty much, it pretty much is like watching a movie like Seven or Zodiac or something like that. It's like, there's only been one action sequence in 90 minutes so far. Oh, shit. Mostly it's Batman being a detective. Dumb. You know, yeah, and people Riddler... keep saying if it was like a 90 minute movie, it would have been great. Yeah, I still have 90 minutes left to go and I'm halfway through the movie. Yeah, the other it's, night I was like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> yeah, it is three hours long. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, that's when I chose to watch. I watched, um, what is it, Choose or Die that I told yeah. you about. It was yeah, actually you... really well done for a Netflix horror flick. Yeah, there, I have so much stuff to watch. I have like so much stuff that I have to do before we shoot next week. And then I have so much stuff to watch. Um, I, I, uh, there's a movie called X that I want to say that just went to, um, to, uh, you know, to streaming. Okay. Um, it's about a porn, a seventies porno crew that end up like, um, in like it's in, in a real life horror movie, basically. Like, I guess like the place they're using as a location, like the redneck hillbillies try to kill them or something. So, so this is like if Yield was good. Uh, <laughs> that is that is not even a possible. <laughs> if Yield was if Yield was good, it would have a different script and a different director. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, yes. So. <laughs> I'm so far it, removed from it that I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was actually telling some. We were uh, talking. Uh, hi, everyone. We're Beyond the Bell. We're this is Beyond podcast. the Bell. We are a wrestling podcast. <laughs> yeah, but we are also filmmakers, and we're we're doing some shop talk. You're gonna have to uh, listen to. But yes. I was talking actually about Yield to someone because. Uh, there was a negative experience some people in the uh, Indiana uh, horror community had with the director there. And mm-hmm. they were telling me about that, and I, uh, shelled, uh, I, I shared some Yield stories with them. Fucking <laughs> nightmare fuel. As, as, as well as some of my own experiences uh, with uh, poor directors. So horrible, horrible. I'll just say, this is, like, the amount of drama going on over there is ridiculous. Wow. Like this one, let's put it this way, like, and, and it, tell me this is not, total, you know what, I'm not going to promote, by the way, you can't even fucking illegally download Yield, so us saying the name doesn't do anything, because like, the director went and paid like oh, $250 no, Charles, to frozen. put on, uh, 
on Vimeo. Charles, you're frozen. Hello. There you are. You were gone. You were just, you were frozen like, uh. <laughs> but it's fine, though, because we, our, our, our raw audio is still there, so. Oh, amazing. You know. Yeah, but, um, but anyway, um, as I was saying, I was like, you know, you can't, I'm not going to promote that director, but Yield is such a nothing title. That, like, you know, and you can't find it anywhere. It's not even illegally available to stream. I mean, to download. Thank God. Um, yeah. Um, I still want to but, figure out how to Ellen Smithy myself off of that, because I hate that it shows up on my IMDb. You can't. You're not, an, you're not a uh, director. That's only yeah. a director thing. Um, but, uh, but, but I am a director. But thankfully not on But not, not, not the director of that. <laughs> yeah. You can only do it if you're the director of something. Um, but uh, but what, what I was saying, though, was like, like, tell me this is not a move she would do. So half their crew, like, quit. Um, half their cast quit. And then, of course, the, uh, the director gave this whole big speech about how, oh, this is such a cruel industry and I'm leaving and blah, blah, blah. Then the next day is on all the, like, you know, indie horror groups looking for new cast and going on about how, you know, uh, I want people who are, who are positive instead to be working with me and blah, blah, blah. And, and like, just all these, Asshole. like, passive-aggressive bullshit, like, in, his, in the cast listing. Yeah, that's bad. Like, the fuck? That's really bad. Oh, man. Now it is Chelsea who is frozen. When you were just frozen first. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know. I don't know what's go- what's going on. I X'd out of everything else on my desktop. I think not it's a lot just of things the internet. Are... I think it's just the internet is poor today. Yes. Yes. You need but to anyway, make more money, so, internet. Yeah. So we are. Uh, <laughs> so we are um, talking about uh, the previous week's uh, women's wrestling. Um, trust me when you, uh, find, when you, when, when I tell you that uh, us talking shop about the indie horror world is more interesting. Yeah, it was a really lackluster week. Yeah. Even matches between people I like were not good. Yeah, it was very hard to watch this week. <laughs> yeah, I was very disappointed with a lot going on this week. So we're going to further delay by just talking about a couple pieces of news. Um... So it's come out that apparently Alexa Bliss is very unhappy with WWE creative. Oh. Um, because she did not like that they have no plan for her. That's and she up. said, I was, I was gone for six months, and how do you not have a plan? You bring me back without a plan. Like, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But she just got married. Congratulations to Lexi and Ryan. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, Killer Cross, who you know is Carrion Cross, and uh, Scarlet, did you see that? They eloped on a glacier. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, they took a helicopter to Alaska, and like, and then they both wrestled the next day. Aww. Yeah, so I think that that's, uh, that's really cool that they got to do that. Yeah, but I mean, so many people got married, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> Alexa Bliss, and, and is, is he from NSYNC or something? No, no, Ryan Cabrera is, like, he's his own artist. He's, like, a Cause solo I know, artist. Okay, because I remember reading about how they had, like, in, members of NSYNC performing at her wedding or something like that. Well, that's fucking awesome, and I'm really jealous. <laughs> that, well, that's exactly the thing. Like, I saw all these jealous guys, like, oh, my God, why would she want a guy like that? And I'm like, 
Do you know how many women would kill to have sync perform at their fucking weddings? Yeah, no. They're just I guess that happened to just be his friends. <laughs> so, oh, naturally. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you guys are thinking like a bunch of dudes. You're not thinking like women. This is every woman's fucking dream that <laughs> she, she lived through. <laughs> you know? Um, you know, Jesus. And um, and then we also, uh, because Ruby Riot was there, oh, sorry, Ruby Soho. See, the fact that she's been on AEW so little that I forgot that they even changed her name. Yeah, that's, I just was like, oh, where has she fucking been? You know, and I yeah. thought she was going to lose, too. That yeah. would have been awful. Yeah, but because um, she's been wrestling on AEW Dark on YouTube, and uh, Booker T, who I don't agree with a lot, but I think he has a good point here. He's, oh, by the way, a guy, guy who trained um, Roxy. He uh-huh. trained um, a bunch. Of, I think he also might have trained Cora Jade as well. I think that might have been where they met. Oh, cool. Um, but uh, he said, you know, he talked about how uh, for someone coming from the WWE uh, to AEW, it's a demotion if you end up on AEW Dark. Which yeah. I, I agree with. He goes, hell yeah, it's a demotion. I know that's going to get picked up, but hell yeah, it's a demotion. Damn it. I'm not working on Dark. For me, working on Dark, which is a show that only on the only the people on the internet should be, you know, he goes, only the people on the internet watch should be for the young guys coming up. I didn't come from the big show, no pun intended, which I'm talking about, WWE. I didn't come from WWE to go to AEW to work on Dark. I don't even know what Dark is. I don't know who's on it. I don't know when it's aired or anything like that. So for me to be on Dark, it would make me feel a certain way, me personally, which I agree yeah, with. Yeah, no, I'm with that, absolutely. It really, it, it really is. And, okay, and you know what? So, yeah, so let's start reviewing uh, The Week in Wrestling. I'm, I want to start with Impact, because talk, speaking of going from the WWE to AEW, I want to talk about Impact, because what the fuck is going on with the production value? It's so bad. Sorry, I can't. All right, there we go. This is with Morrissey, right? Yeah, no. Um... Yeah. That, by the way, he is also, uh, speaking of Carmella, that is Carmella's ex-boyfriend. Oh, God. So, <sighs> like, you know, like, here's the thing. Like, it isn't even the difference between, like, a studio film and an indie film. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the difference between, like, a fucking studio film and a, a, a NYU student film. Right. Like, the lighting is the worst I have ever seen. It's so bad. The sound is bad. It's just bad. Like, the segments are bad. Everything's bad. Like, they only have one working microphone. And and they just... I mean, I have never seen everyone's skin look so horrible before. They all got jaundice. Yeah, no, like, fucking Morrissey's skin looked looked disgusting from the fucking light. I don't enjoy watching Impact anymore. I mean, I go through phases, like, like, uh, uh, you, that's how I feel. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah, when it becomes, like, your storylines and then it goes into your production value, it's just bad. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, that's the thing, is I'm, I'm considering not covering Impact anymore, not even because of the stories, but just because it's hard to watch and listen to at this point. It's like Yield. I'm sorry, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, well, don't insult Dan that way. <laughs> like, oh, yes, yes. It's not, Dan, it's not your fault. You wouldn't listen yeah. to this, but it's not your fault, honey. It's not your fault. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's not your fault. 
I mean, he used, she used some shitty, some, like, the, I, I, it's almost like she looked for the worst shots he possibly could have made, but, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know. No, what she did is she, like, she stretched, like, out the shots that he did and, like, put weird filters on them and, like, like zoomed in so much that everything was pixelated, like, to the point where he was like, this is not the movie I shot. I did not shoot this. So, so pretty much like the poster for the fucking movie that also is pixelized. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I got to wear pants and the, there was a giant wizard in the sky. That would have been so exciting. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks like she took like a thirty a three hundred by three by three hundred like one fifty DPI like yeah and blew it up to a poster. <laughs> it's pretty much what it was. It's pretty much what it was. You know, I I was like I was going through when I was doing my taxes. Oh my god, we're just avoiding talking about wrestling. Um, the the, the, the I was going through my like my walk in closet. Yes, I have a walk in closet. Um, I was going through my closet to like find my shit for taxes uh last minute as you do and the and i stumbled upon my copy of the dpt of healed and i just threw it in a corner (laughs) (laughs) i still have to watch that one day we have to just get very drunk and just yeah we need to be really drunk in order for me to ever put that on again yeah but so let's let's talk about this. So we have <laughs> yes, so impact. so we ha- so we have that big dirty slut, uh, William Morrissey, showing off his Calvin Klein underwear. <laughs> yes, and so he talks, I was I, yeah, I was very saddened by his lack of morals. That <laughs> <laughs> he's sober now? Is that what you're saying about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right after talking about you, he obviously hasn't watched Yield. It would ruin his sobriety. It would and, ruin his I remember I brought a, like a two liter bottle of vodka to that set and I was only there for four days and it wasn't enough. That's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Yes, yeah, so Morrissey is sober now. So, and because people care about him and it's just the people in the audience, I guess. Yeah, for the, uh, for the record, he um, had a seizure. Mm. Um, and was taken out in an ambulance and apparently it had to do with how much she was drinking. Oh, from alcohol! Wow. Yeah, yeah. But he was also mixing like prescription medication and stuff because he has like severe anxiety. That's really and, scary. Uh, yeah, he was fired from the WWE. Um, him, he and Carmella met in NXT. Um, he was part of their. Uh, Carmella was part of their gimmick for a while. It's very interesting that like the people who originally had the gimmick and then Carmella just kind of got put onto it. Yeah, both got fired. <laughs> Yeah. And then, you know, it's kind Corey of... Corey Graves, I, you're next. <laughs> you know, well, Corey Graves, I think because he's injured, they probably won't be firing him. Because um, they feel bad. Well, he was a wrestler, and then he got, like, a really bad concussion in an NXT match. Oh. And so he had to retire, I think, at the age of, like, 28 or something. That sucks. And so, but they offered him the opportunity because he was good on the mic, which, by the way, should be a lesson to everyone watching you know, or lead listening, whatever. It, but like, be be good on the fucking mic because if you get injured and you can't wrestle, you know, you won't have anything else if you're not good yeah. on the mic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're good on the mic, you can. They'll sometimes they'll put you on commentary or something like that. You know, so it's a rarity. That, that, I mean, like in Impact as well. Yeah, <laughs> like just stop talking. Yeah. So he's out there. He's talking about how he's clean and sober. He's in the best shape of his life. And after 34 years, he is not alone. They show the incredibly unattractive impact audience. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> guys, why are there close-ups of these people? Like, <laughs> you need to find, like, the five or six attractive people in the audience, and that's who you show. So it looks like sophisticated people watch your program. This looked like this looked like every person you'd see at a truck stop at two a.m. They're trying to be inclusive, I guess. But <laughs> of 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 the hillbilly sharecropper audience or whatever, like I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, oh my god! And then Brian Myers comes out, and that's when I realized they have the 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 least flattering lighting ever. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. And then his mic goes out when he's in the middle of talking. I was I thought, able to... Well, go on. No, I thought that was on purpose, but then I realized, like, no, they just fucked up. Well, remember it happened with Taya as well. Yeah. So apparently they only have one working mic, or they have a sound guy who doesn't know how to work more than one microphone. Yeah, I'm like, someone at the end of the night forgets to charge the mics or change you know. the batteries. The only I, I did hear him say, if you mess with me, you're going to end up uh, half dead on the floor of this arena again. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of neat. Um, so he starts beating up Brian Myers, and then Chelsea Green attacks him from behind, but he won't hit a girl. Asshole. And... <laughs> are you saying that about Chelsea, or are you saying that he should be hitting women? Like, what are you... You're setting me up for failure either way, how you phrase that question. <laughs> So I <laughs> plead the fifth. <laughs> so, and then, of course, her husband, Matt Cardona, attacks him with the title. Yes. Um, and they are now called the major players. Uh, in the WWE, when they first started off, they were called the major brothers. Um, oh. They both had long blonde hair, which was very interesting to see. Oh, jeez. And, yeah, and then apparently Vince McMahon found out they weren't really brothers, and for some reason that bothered him, even though there have been fake brothers in wrestling for decades. Ever. But for some reason with them, it really bothered him that they were fake brothers. So, That's so stupid. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so they choked him with the jacket, and, um, and then they put him uh, in a powerbomb position where Chelsea slaps him, which leads into a powerbomb. Yes. Through a table. So exciting. Yes. Yeah. We went through a table. That was kind of fun. Yeah. So now we get Deanna Peraza, who is part of the Champ Champ Challenge. I hate uh, that so much. <laughs> what? You hate the Champ Champ Challenge? Oh, my God, Charles. <laughs> do you yes. want to know a really funny thing, by the way, is what? that um, Matt Cardona is the, uh, the digital media champion in uh, Impact, but he also has six other titles. What? In other... Yeah, no, he's, he's the NWA champion right now. He's the GCW champion or something. Like, he, he is sick. He's because he wrestles all over the indies and he has seven titles right now. Wow. So, if he wanted to, uh, Matt Cardona could do the champ, 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 champ. champ oh my challenge. God, you thought about this. <laughs> I have to make it more interesting than Impact. So, uh, it's not that hard to do. So, for the champ, champ challenge, um, <laughs> By the way, the people don't know what you are so annoyed about, by the way. <laughs> they don't deserve to know. Because they can't see it. So they Charles just, uh, like, he's super excited about it and, like, does this little fucking stupid, adorable <laughs> grimace thing and then, like, moves his shoulders while it's dumb. I hate it. Because <laughs> Deanna Perrazzo does her shoulder thing, and I love it. <laughs> I 
I'm the champ champ. And I love how she does it every time. <laughs> every time she says champ champ. Champ shoulder. champ. <laughs> champ champ. So, uh, Diana comes out. It's part of the champ champ challenge. And, uh, w- and her opponent is Willow Knight. See, I like the idea of the champ champ challenge because uh, Diana Prazo had gotten very stale. But she kind of has the same match all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to see her fight new opponents every week. The problem is, at least so, at least for me, I feel like Willow did not get a chance to do the things that make Willow fun to watch in a Diana Prazo match. Right. Like, at least that was my opinion of it. Like, I feel like. Well, Willow it was could have just, just been anybody. I'm yeah. I'm watching. Like I'm excited to see Willow, but I know that she's gonna lose. Yeah. So I don't care. Yeah. Like and 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 I wrote in my notes here. God, this lighting is distractingly bad. Yeah. Like okay. it. It did not. Like Willow, like is dark skinned, and like she was like disappearing into the shadows on this because they don't know how to light different skin tones. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was bad. Yeah. Um, I also, honestly, I kind of felt like they had no chemistry. No, there was no... It was just Deanna, like, on this, like, war path that everyone's sick of seeing. It's like, she. I feel like Willow wasn't even given an opportunity to, like, have chemistry or, like, probably didn't even get to know her. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I was excited when I heard about this match, and then I saw it, and I was like, eh, this is not great. It's not um, great. So now we go to a Mickey James promo. So what is the the announcer's name? Is it Gia? Yeah, I think so. Is it me or did her accent get 50 times heavier talking to Mickey James? Oh my god, you're right. I didn't even I didn't even like I didn't even pick that up. Cuz later when she talked to Tasha Steele, she didn't have it as heavy. When she was talking, didn't she was talking to Mickey James all of a sudden her accent got all like That's fast. just bad. That's like something they teach you to stop doing your freshman year in your BFA program. <laughs> yeah. Don't so do explain, that. Explain <laughs> to the people what a BFA program is, please. Are they that stupid? A BFA yeah. is a bachelor in fine arts and you can get it in a bunch of different things. I got mine okay. in acting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they Idiots. don't know. What if? What if they? What if they? They? They are like high school dropouts. They wouldn't know what it'd be a thing. That's. I don't think that that's true. I don't think that that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, Mickey James is asked about Chelsea Green, and she says this isn't over, and uh, she thinks that I treated her like a little sister, or I'm going to give her an ass whooping like only a big sister can. And then Chelsea Green shows up. Of course, um, she does. With the camera person having no idea how to frame them. Yeah, like, what was that? Like... What even was that? They picked the worst possible angle, too, on Chelsea. Like, did they lose their, like... I could swear Impact looked better two weeks ago. Maybe they had, like, like with the WWE writers, maybe they just, like, switched camera people. Like, they just fire Because there's not ever really been consistency when you think about it. This is just a new low. It's never looked this bad, though. This, This looks horrible. Yeah. This was like, I would not have started watching the show if it looked like this from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I know, me neither. Me neither. Like, I, like, I'm wondering, did they, like, fire their entire, like, camera crew or, like, or, or like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, so, yeah, uh, and Chelsea Green says she doesn't need a damn person to kick your ass. 
um, which gets her, her ass knocked down. And then she gets back up again, because you're never going to keep her down. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> And uh, then Matt Cardona comes. And uh, Brian Myers, and he hands her the cast, and they knock Mickey James out with it. Naturally, as you do. As well, I you assume, do. I assume there's something, in wrestling, there's a history of loaded cast for years. Yeah, as there must be. There must Randy be. Or- Randy Orton's father, that used to be his whole gimmick. Was Are that you he serious? Of- yeah, he had, a, he had a, a, a cast on his arm for about seven years. Um, <laughs> wow. And because uh, he got a legit injury, but then he made it into like his storyline thing. Um, where he would, and if he hit you with the cast, you would get knocked out. So they implied that he put like a metal. Like there's like, some, yeah. yeah. Or it has superpowers. Yeah, which honestly, with Chelsea Green constantly having her wrist broken, would be a pretty. It, it would work for her. <laughs> it honestly. would work. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> her wrist would. Is broken all the time anyway. <laughs> so Chelsea would have a cast on for seven years would actually be believable. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that tracks. It does. Yeah. So now we go to Tasha Steele's promo, where Gia has a, a completely different accent because she isn't picking up. Thankfully, she didn't pick up Tasha Steele's accent. Oh my god, that would be horrifying. That would have just been so racist. (laughs) I just had that thought. That's bad. Yeah. 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 And then um, she says that her and Rosemary have a lot of history. And she'll be ready for any mind games when Rosemary appears on TV with the rest of Decay. But I just, like... I don't know. I thought that, like, the decay little thing on the TV was dumb, too. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was stupid. Well, I do like that Tasha at least wasn't afraid of it. Like, yes. She was just, like, annoyed. Yes. <laughs> As Agreed. one would be, honestly. Agreed. So it's like, so you're telling me Decay are what, in the uh, truck? <laughs> you know? Where are they? Where they're, are they? They're, they're in the truck. Well, uh, they can't be more than 20 feet away. <laughs> I doubt they can get a, a remote signal from anywhere. Yes. Um. Charles, you, ke- you keep talking. I think someone just knocked on my door. I'll be back in two seconds. Keep talking. All right. <laughs> Hunger. Um, so, yeah. So, um, at this point, uh, Caleb, uh, with a K, and he has his final appearance in uh, Impact, um, where uh, he throws a chair into the ring. And uh, at this point, Madison Rain and, uh, oh, uh, and Billy, uh, formerly Billy Kay, Jessica McKay, uh, fight over it. Madison Reigns throws it out, so it was completely useless. I love that it came back to you, just like, <laughs> just like the monotone, like how little we care. Yeah. <laughs> and then they fire Caleb. <laughs> So then Caleb took the mic and said something that I couldn't un- I couldn't understand because the shitty impact mic. <laughs> yeah, it's like at a certain point it was like I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And then then uh William Morrissey powerbombed him. So we go backstage to where the lighting is somehow even worse. Yeah. Like it looked like if it looked like someone just turned the bloom up all like someone during post production just let me just put Bloom up all the fucking way. <laughs> like, I, I, I wrote in my notes, what the fuck is this lighting? <laughs> yeah, no, the lighting, the sound, it was all just really terrible. I feel like, like, if it were any other federation, that someone would have gotten fired over this. <laughs> like, we have legit seen indie federations that are be- better lit than this. Yeah. Like, remember, the, remember the, the NWA looks better than this. Yeah, it's true. 
And the NWA definitely doesn't even have the budget that Impact has. <laughs> so, like, what the fuck, guys? Like, so, you know, I, I do have to say, Madison Rain said probably one of the only things she's ever said that I enjoyed hearing. Okay, uh, when why? she said that Jujel saw, she's like, but yeah, we're the tag team champions, remember? You were there. I pinned you. <laughs> I did like that. I did like that a lot. <laughs> that amused me a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that was a great line. So I'm giving, I'm giving, Madi- I'm giving Madison Rain wrestler of the week for that. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear God. I feel like that's like, even if she came out in the was the best wrestler of the week, that that's just going to be a no from me, Doug. I think I think of a brother that doesn't work for me. Brother uh, that doesn't work for me. But uh, <laughs> but I feel like if Madison Rain ever was the wrestler of the week, that meant that every other match in the week was just people sitting in the ring drooling. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. I I would assume that meant that there was a gas leak at AEW and WWE if oh my uh, Madison God. Rain somehow gets wrestler of the week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my god, that, that you just went really dark. <laughs> Darker than AEW dark, just so dark. Uh, so dark. Although probably not as dark as Lacey Evans' life story. I know, Jesus girl. Christ. Wow, I feel bad. I, I feel like anyone who ever boos her is a horrible person from now on. Like, like I apologize for anything I might have said in earlier episodes about Lacey Evans if it was not anything fuck. but great. Because, fuck, Lacey. Jesus Christ, she's been through a lot. Yeah, it's rough, man. Yeah, but we'll get to her in a little bit. So let's, let's <laughs> Damn go. It. It's so let's... hard to cover this these segments yeah. for her because I'm like, oh, God, I hate it. Well, let's go now to um, uh, AW. Dynamite. Which one? Okay. Dynamite. I hate that there's more than one. <laughs> so... Oh, believe me, we're not covering AEW with Dark. That's why Booker T doesn't want to be on it, because we're not covering it. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the only reason. <laughs> yes, because he's like, I don't, I don't want to not go beyond the bell. Jesus Christ. So, we go to AEW <laughs> Dynamite with Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. Number one, didn't we have this segment before? I could have sworn we covered the segment once before. I could have sworn we did, too. <laughs> but this time, Tony didn't say anything. Are they literally just having the two of them just, like, stand in a just, room? Yes. And, and look that's at each every other. week going to be a thing? Yes. Jesus Christ. And then Tony Storm doesn't even talk. Well, gee, this is... What a great way to use Tony Storm. <laughs> I know, fuck. It's like, I don't know. I feel so bad for that fucking girl, man. So now we go to Marina Shafir versus Sky Blue. So, um, I, I can't believe my, my thought after this was, maybe this is why WWE fired her. Yeah, this was, um, she just looks like a bitch and was really mean, and Sky Blue is awesome, and I don't... Sky Blue didn't look like she even wanted to be there. The look on her face when that match started. Well, I like to think that, like, because that's not the case when we've seen her wrestle wrestle before, that it's something about Marina Shafir. I, like, and here's the thing, like, Marina Shafir, this was not an impressive debut or whatever. I don't know if she's wrestled before. Maybe it might have been on Dark, but this was not impressive at all. No. Like, I I understand what she was trying to go for, but when you're not not reacting to what you do in the ring and you're just staring at a section 
in the audience, it doesn't look like you're intimidating. It looks like you just saw, like, the woman who your boyfriend left you for in the crowd. And you're pissed off that she's there, is what it looked like. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't read, they both looked awful. Yeah. I hated it. And Jade Cargill not paying attention to the match, people, you... This is this is one of those things like Tennille Dashwood not caring about her matches. They don't seem to understand that if you show a wrestler not caring about a match, we you don't make care. the audience not care about the match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if that was their intention, it certainly worked because this was horrible. Like I said, I literally watched this and I was like, Jesus, maybe this is why the WWE got rid of her. Yeah. Usually I'm usually I'm like, you know, well, man, like the WWE missed out on this person. And nope. this one, I'm like, gee, I can see why they got rid of her. Yeah, I like, I'm, I, I had this thought where I was like, I hate her more than Jade Cargill. And what the fuck is Marina's theme? <laughs> like, I don't know. What the fuck was that supposed to be? It was just bad. The whole thing was just really bad. Yeah, yeah. This was, this was not good in any way, shape, or form. Holy shit. It was a really um, shitty week in women's wrestling. Yeah, no, the only way the only way the only way this match could have been worse is if Impact lighted it. Uh, <laughs> you know, so now we go to the worst Thunder Rosa promo I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god. At least you got to throw a fucking cake in someone's face. That's just fun. You know? I, I love that they're also doing cake spots when throwing having cake put in her face was one of the reasons Tony Storm left WWE. So now right. they're pushing cake in people's faces here, like, and not letting ugh. Tony speak. Yeah, wonderful. You're, this, this is great. Yeah, okay, everybody. So let's move on now. A E A W Rampage. Okay. Um. So Ruby Soho versus Robin Renegade, which is so, a, yeah. a match that couldn't. It could have been one of the better matches. It could have. But the, no, okay, so you know what, if you're ever going to do the twin magic spot, which I love the twin magic spot, it's such a cool idea. Yeah. But you ruin it if the announcers know that she has a twin. Right. Because you've now made Ruby Soho look incredibly stupid, and you've made everything look fake. Because Ruby is sharing a locker room with Ron and Robin Renegade. Yes. Ruby does not know she has a twin sister. But the announcers do. It doesn't track. I mean, like, this is the first... I will say that I was just like, oh, this is cool because I've never seen it happen. You yeah. know? I was happy to just see Ruby Soho. It was like, the fuck you've been. But... On dark. <laughs> I dog. Um, but, yeah, I... I thought that, you know, I'd never heard of Robin Renegade, so I hated that Robin had, like, so much control over so much of the match. And um, then, yeah, the twin thing was cool because I've never seen it, but I didn't understand why Ruby didn't know, but everybody else knew. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, that's exactly, it ruins it. Like, the the announcers are supposed to not know. They're supposed to be, oh my god, what is going on? There's two of them? Blah, blah, blah. Like, AW, everyone, everyone is supposed is acting like smart wrestling fans who do nothing but search the internet all day. So they're like, oh, we know, but when the people in the ring don't know, you've now made them look stupid. Right. So this actually was one of the better matches this week. But it was ruined by the fucking commentary. 
Yeah. Also, why is Ruby winning with Sister Abigail? Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, is that her thing now? Okay. Yeah, like, that's also... Also, I want to comment, I am completely for ending forced motherhood. <laughs> I am totally for a woman's, you know, choice, and I think that, you know, the Supreme Court overturning Rovery Wade would be horrible. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There's a time and a place, dude, in the front row with a sign that says, Head Enforced Motherhood. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, a guy in the front row had a big sign that said, Enforced Motherhood. And I'm like, I agree with you, dude, but time and place. A.W. Rampage. A.W. Rampage is neither is neither. I don't know what you think Ruby Soho and Robin Renegade can do about the Supreme Court, but, uh... Charlotte you know. probably can. Her sister, whoever the fuck that was, yeah. Yeah, you know. Robin Renegade, by the way, dresses like she's, like, you know, a girl from a youth home. Who, yeah, like, I thought that she was, like, she was like me in the seventh grade where I was like, I want to I go to Hot Topic. Yeah, she didn't even look like, like, she looked like, I don't know, like a, like a girl who, like, like, you, I, I imagine you can find the twins um, behind, like, you know, the fucking, in the parking lot of AEW Rampage smoking. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. Peanut, what do you have to say on this matter? Do you have treats? <laughs> no, you, you don't want to eat any of the treats that Robin Renegade has. <laughs> there's, there's, already, there's already too many reports of, like, pets, like, freaking out after eating edibles. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's not, yeah, so, um, we now, let's go to Raw, which also wasn't that great, um. You want to know what I just realized is that most of this week blended together. Yeah. That's how low bar I felt everything was. Yes, let me find Raw. I still wound up with 20 pages of fucking notes. Um. Yeah. So, we get Liv Morgan versus Naomi. Uh, which was more, pretty much a placeholder match, because Rhea Ripley was under protocols, which means, the fact that she wrestled on, uh, SmackDown makes me think maybe she was exposed to somebody with COVID. But I guess that she tested negative later, excuse me, later in the week. Oh, so that's why she went to SmackDown, but not to Raw? Yeah, yeah, because they, they even said that she was under protocols. And that's why she that? wasn't there. Like COVID protocols? Is that what you're? Yeah, that's to? usually usually what that means. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So it mean I guess it means she didn't test positive, but she was around someone who tested positive. Maybe her boyfriend or someone in her household or something like that. She's straight, boo. <laughs> yeah. So um, Jerry Lawler is awful on commentary. Absolutely hate him. Oh my god, so bad. Yeah. Um, this match was not smooth. No, it looked like there were botches, and it just, I don't know, I just, I, I was thinking about it, I was like, they gave, they gave Liv a win, finally. I was like, yeah. are they gonna give her two wins? I was like, they have to, it's not. Naomi, <laughs> it's Naomi, she, Liv has to win. No. No. Yeah. Because God is not real. I get the feeling they put this together just because of Rhea not being able to wrestle, and so they didn't have any time to work on this. Yeah. That because they they were both way sloppier than I've ever seen either of them be. Right. You know, um, Naomi wins this with a reversal. Uh, and so we go now to Bianca Belair versus uh, Zelina. I will say that Sasha Banks looks really hot in orange. 
All right, moving yeah. on. I, I I must disagree. It's the only like I don't like her as like Naomi's sidekick. Yeah, I don't I like don't, that either. I don't like her as like Naomi's like friend she goes to Burning Man with is what Sasha's current. They just came is. from Coachella. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's like her current gimmick. And I don't like it. Um I'm sure she doesn't like it either. Yeah. Well, I'm, I honestly, I get the feeling she doesn't care right now, and she's just busy, like, you know, filming TV and movies and stuff, and just wrestling while, because she has a contract. She's under contract, yeah. 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 So, um, you know, uh, this next match, I almost feel was like, you know, so that Zelina could get a lot of mileage out of that cool hysteria machine crown and shoulder pads uh, she has. Yeah, that was a lot. That was that was big. That was excessive. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you though. I really enjoy Zelina talking with her like Queens Puerto Rican accent and then switching to her faux English one halfway through the promo. I was like, she, she has a terrible down. English accent. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> but that's the joke because she's yes. like a Puerto Rican girl from Queens and yes. she speaks like one. And yes. then uh, changing halfway through to you know. <laughs> I am queen. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, this was mostly Zelina getting her ass kicked by Bianca. Yeah. That's, oh my god, I can't believe I'm fucking yawning during this podcast. This <laughs> is so, yeah. so bad. This so yeah. bad. Um, and then B- Bianca Belair comes out. Unless, do you have something to say about that match? Or? Oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Bianca Belair was already out. You know, Sonya Deville comes out. And this um, is just like, she hyped this up, man. Before I thought that someone really fucking awesome was going to come down that ramp. I was expecting Bailey or Asuka to return. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Did Bailey so, not return? Bailey, Bailey has not returned yet. No, I saw something on Instagram. Okay. She's I can been be ready, wrong. She's been ready to return for like a month or two. Oh. Interestingly, um, Becky Lynch said in an interview that Becky Lynch was actually supposed to return at last year's WrestleMania. That's why Bailey had no match. Because oh. they were saving Bailey for Becky. And wow. then the last the last minute it was changed to just have Becky return at SummerSlam against Bianca. Fucking frustrating. So I hope they're not saving Bailey for fucking SummerSlam, because that's fucking three months away. Like That's ridiculous. Yeah, like I want Bailey to come back now. Yeah, like, that's why I, I don't said. want her to wait for that long. I just even have like ding dong hello, like you know, yeah, just something. Yeah. So, um, I gotta ask: Is Sonya Deville's gimmick just that she's a big racist? Does that make sense? Because she's not white. Because she does. She's Italian. Oh, I thought that she was. Uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's an Italian lesbian. She's, uh, what's her real name? Daria ben, uh, Benedato or something like that. Oh, I like definitely that. got her confused with someone else. Yeah, which is the most, like, Italian name you could have. Like, <laughs> Daria Benedato or something like that is her real name. Well, then, yeah, um, I guess she's just a big racist. Cause she's, yeah, because she was, like, hating Naomi for six months, and they never said why that was, and now she's suddenly attacking Bianca Belair. Yeah. And it's like, she certainly does seem to be attacking a lot of black women over her life. I know. What's up with that? Like, she has to be a smart woman and realize that this is what they're having her do, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I imagine her, like, you know, like, hey, Sonia, we're going to put you in for the title. And she's like, uh, 
shouldn't we wait until someone else has it for a bit? <laughs> like, why? What's wrong? Um, everyone's gonna think I'm a big racist. I keep attacking all these black women. you know and and only black women like yeah it is only black women you're right you know oh wait no no she did attack Rhonda, but like once Mm -hmm. (laughs) like she spent six months attacking naomi and she attacked Rhonda, and she only attacked Rhonda because Rhonda was teaming with naomi right yeah so you know which which does does nothing to make her not look like a racist because you know how racists love their race traitor Thing, so we can very easily say that's what she thought Rhonda was for defending Naomi. So Jesus fuck. So yeah, yeah, yeah Sonia, who I'm sure is not racist, but really, they gotta, they gotta have her stop attacking only black yeah, women. It's bad. So she goes on this whole thing about how she's gonna, she's this great opponent. To like face Bianca, who defies the... gender barriers, has impeccable stuff, race and style, and promised to return last year for her shot at the women's title. Yeah, and it's her, and nobody cares. <laughs> That's how I feel in, about it. In fairness, this is something the WWE does every year after WrestleMania. They will give a new champion, um, like the B challenge before they because SummerSlam is in, is the next big pay per view. Right. They have a bunch of little pay-per-views on the way. So they usually give them, like, the B and C challengers mm-hmm. right after WrestleMania because they're going to build into SummerSlam will be her big opponent. Right. Which would be cool if it was Bailey. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, although, or even some of the NXT people. I wouldn't mind seeing... As long as they don't do what they did to Raquel, because we'll talk about that. fuck... <laughs> We'll talk about that. Um, yeah, yeah. They're, I'm. I hate what they what they're doing with Raquel. Yeah, it's the worst. So incredibly much. Um, but yeah. So um, you know, the uh, she attacks her. Um, they come out, and uh, everybody. Cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So for the next, like, two months, Sonya Deville will just be very racist and, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, so... At least there's only where, only, there's nowhere to go but up for Sonya Deville. <laughs> yes. So now we have a Naomi on SmackDown now. We have a Naomi and Sasha promo. Um, Do we? So here's the crazy thing. I watched SmackDown right after watching Impact, and I was like... The, the the look of these shows is not even night and day. It's like <laughs> like night and an orange. <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> you know? Yes. Cause the fuck, dudes. You know? Oh my no, god! No, it's bad. Cause I'll cause I'll tell you no 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 matter what um you know. No matter what we say about, uh, y- you know, like, like the WWE, their production values are always fucking top notch. Yep. You know, um, we'll get into Raquel smiling in a little bit, but yeah, so, uh, Naomi and, uh, her raver friend who nobody's ever heard of, I guess, um, are, <laughs> uh, you know, and so by ver- Naomi versus Rhea, um, 
Can I tell you how cute I think it is that Liv wears Rhea's jacket, uh, vest? Yeah, it's so good! I want them to fall in love. Yeah. I mean, that's what their gimmick appears to be. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, I love Liv being like, you look great, though. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. please, this is like... This it's both it's like both types of women that I'm attracted to in tag yeah. team. It's yeah, great. I, I I hate to break it to you that they they break up on Raw. <gasps> no. Rhea officially turns heel on Raw. Okay. She gives a riptide to live and everything. Aww. Which you know I'm all for Rhea becoming a solo uh, wrestler again, and mm-hmm. even if the rumor is true of her joining Edge and Damian Priest, that's awesome. Yes. But I hate that it has to be Liv who fucking has to lose again. And then what are they gonna do with Liv? Because I feel like she's finally getting momentum. Yeah, like. Yeah, oh, man. I know. You know, honestly. Nah, they won't do it. Never mind. I'm not even gonna hope. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was going to say, wouldn't it be neat if, like, Liv somehow, like, they did, like, a face-versus-face feud and had Bianca versus Liv, and Liv somehow wins at SummerSlam, but that's not going to happen. So that would never happen. It. Yeah, it won't happen. But, boy, wouldn't that be, like, the best fucking, like, wouldn't you know, be nice underdog story? Winning? Yes. Like, wouldn't, like, no, but, like, think of what an underdog story that would be if fucking... It really would. Yeah, and then Bailey comes out and beats her up after the match. <laughs> I hope that now that you do, they do this, because, I mean, everything that's good is dictated by who listens to us. Yes, yes. So uh, now we have Adam Pierce. Charlotte's complaining to him. Nobody and, cares. Uh, and uh, then Drew Gulak comes out. and um, Who gave him to, that last name? <laughs> his parents, I assume. <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> no one's going to call themselves Gulak unless that's their real last name. I, 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 it sounds like it's shortened from a, Pol- a long Polish name. Okay. Yeah. My little sibling likes to call himself Dylan Gulag. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so now he interviews Charlotte. I wrote, I hate this already. Make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, though, this is probably the segment that a certain person we know it will make Charlotte her favorite wrestler. Wait, who's that? Think about it. <laughs> it's, I don't get it. I hate that I don't get it. Someone that we know. Someone we work with. I won't play. Oh, got it. Yep. Yeah. Come on. You know this will yep. make Charlotte her favorite wrestler. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. But, um... Yeah, so basically a lot of Charlotte um, talking about uh, humiliating Rhonda, which also will make the other person happy. Um, (laughs) Jesus. And, um, yeah, and he says that it looked like Rhonda made uh, Charlotte tap out, and and so she beats up Drew Gulak and puts him in the figure eight. Which I gotta say, this is the best form I've ever seen in the figure eight. That was good form. I wrote that too. I was like, yeah. I I also love, um, you know, she talks about how quitting is not even in her DNA. And she says, do you want to know what's in my DNA? And immediately I thought kamikazes because that's Ric Flair's favorite drink. Um. (laughs) Please don't tell me that's why you drink kamikazes. 
No, it's oh, because okay. they're, the, they're, they're the best fucking drink ever. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Rick People, Flair. Whenever, whenever Charles and I go out drinking, the bartender's like, what do you want? And Charles says kamikaze. And you, <laughs> if any of you are ever out drinking with us, when Charles says kamikaze, look at the bartender's face because it's hilarious. <laughs> no, it's like, what? <laughs> you know what? Ric Flair would buy me like 20 of them. So <laughs> Yeah, good luck. You know, um, so then we go to the dark fucking story of Lacey Evans, like, oh my God, so dark, man, like talk about this because Jesus I mean, like, oh my God, oh my, so fuck, so there's all the, the shit i I started with like the dad finding her in Texas. I don't remember what she said before that. Yeah, yeah. After her, after her mom had pretty much like taken the kids and ran, like her dad found them. Yeah, so just so fucked up that she was like so that her mother was so scared that they just like left in the middle of the night. So dad found them in Texas, and um, I just bro- I wrote like little like notes here because I was actually just paying attention. I didn't write down everything she was saying, um, but uh, the work ethic and the values and stuff like scared her for life and she's talking about how by what age like 10 scarred she, her scarred her scarred yeah. yes like she was shoveling shingles and like if the pig pens or the chicken coops weren't clean enough her dad would make her sit in them for hours um the food like not the hot fuck en- yeah it's <laughs> fucked up the food not hot enough or not what he wanted he'd like flip a table and throw what dish was in front of him and slam Slam the door in his room and leave them covered in food and like covered in food, cleaning up broken glass. So also, can, can, if you're if you're sitting in a fucking chicken coop for hours, isn't like salmonella like a real concern? Yes. Yeah, like the fucking danger this dude put his fucking kids through. It's so fucked up. So because of his mental health and addiction and anger issues and stuff, um, he became a wanted man on an assault charge, and then they went on the run again. Living in tents and campgrounds to state to state, but she learned how to fight and hide. Um, uh, and CSS and law enforcement, she said, were very much a part of C- her life. Uh, CPS, child CPS, CSS, Miami. Clearly, CPS, fortunately, was never a part of my life. Um, otherwise, I would have abbreviated it correctly. Um, um, but they never saved her or her family. So she learned um, to rely on herself because no one was going to save her. Um, she keeps her head up. She keeps fighting. Um, it's just, I'm sorry. A lot of this is just super, like, it feels wrong just, like, recounting yeah. what she said. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. Um, yeah. Like, like, it's just the the shit this woman's been through like like the fuck man yeah like no no child or even adult should have to go through like all the shit that, that Lacey Evans like I hate the photo that they showed of her as a kid just how dirty she is yeah yeah I mean yeah. really sad as I said there was a uh a documentary on people uh trying out for uh tough enough yeah um and you know and trying out for NXT and stuff and that's that's the class where they got Sonya Deville and um, Shotzi and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all these other people. Sonya Deville, Chelsea Green is part of that. Um, it's cr- Mandy Rose. It's so crazy watching all these people on this reality show who now are like, you know, wrestlers that are. What's really funny, I don't think any of the men 
are even still wrestlers from that season. Really? Yeah, but all the women are, like, the fucking stars of today now. That's wild. Yeah, but, um, but anyway, as I was saying, uh, what's also funny is the only woman who didn't get anywhere was the woman who won the contest. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, she, she, she got pregnant and then stopped wrestling. Fuck. Yeah, like, like four years ago or something like that. Um, That's crazy. But, um, but yeah, like, um, you know, uh, Lacey Evans, I remember, like, uh, on the documentary, like, when she got told that she was getting into, she was being accepted into NXT, she was, like, burst into tears. Because she was talking about how, like, she, you know, and and when they talked about why she should be uh, brought in there, she was talking about how she really wanted to do something positive after a life of, like, being in a family with addiction problems and all that, but I didn't know how bad it was. Like, Jesus. Yeah, it's really bad. I'm, I mean, like, these promos are obviously affecting everyone. Um, she brings up the Marine thing and everyone goes crazy. <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I really like how she's like, um, unlike everyone else in that locker room, I'm comfy. I'm comfortable at rock bottom. No one can do anything to phase me. Um, it made her motivated. She's ready for everything. It's just, it's, it's you know, it's really powerful how, what they're doing yeah. with her. Yeah. I wish they had done it a long time ago. Yeah. And then they go to Shayna and, and Natalia making, uh, Shayna Baszler and Natalia making fun of her. Um, and then yes. Natalia rants about how this is now the island of misfit toys and starts ranting. They start making fun of Raquel's shirts while Raquel is sitting right there. And yeah. Raquel just with a big, dumb, goofy, I'm happy to be here smile. She's a fucking badass. She shouldn't be just doing that. They make like, her look like this fucking chihuahua in my arms. Like, what are, they, like, what are you doing? No. Yeah, no, this is the worst possible way to show Raquel. They could, like, the only way that you could salvage this, I feel like, is, like, when she's actually in the ring, make her, like, a total badass. Yeah. Well, I re- they, so she did an interview recently, um, and she talked about it. She said, when I first started at the P- Performance Center, a lot of the coaches, like Bla- Matt Bloom, always got mad at me for constantly walking around the PC, no cameras, and were smiling. He's like, you have to learn to stop smiling. You got to stop smiling and be intimidating. I, got so, I get so excited about being in this position because it's something I always wanted, and I sacrificed and worked hard for. I can't help but smile. Coming up to SmackDown, I was fully ready to not smile and be this intimidating bad mother trucker and put that on screen. But the thing they asked from me was to smile. At this point, I feel so comfortable doing both. I can talk to you, look at you, smile, and then tell you how excited I am. But I definitely think that if you say anything that is against what I believe, I'll bust through the screen and find you. But no, Vince McMahon has to stop telling badass women to smile. Agreed. It's very backwards. It's a giant fucking detriment to them. What are you, a fucking construction worker? (laughs) (laughs) So, we're going to do NXT a little differently this week, because we're going to actually end with NXT Level Up, because that was the best NXT. It was the best NXT, yeah. So we go to NXT UK, we get a Mako Satomura promo. Yes. Uh, You scroll um, way quicker than I do. (laughs) I I also type 90 words a minute, so it's like... I'm really fast on a keyboard. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> just give me a plant and I'll just... Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, um, 
So yes. Miko Setamora is there to speak to Isla Dawn. You have something that belongs to me. Come here and bring me my championship. So Isla comes out laughing. And just like creepy and sexy is all fuck. But like there's this weird like fisheye lens thing. I don't know what is going on. I don't know. Um, well, they, they they have something called production values on NXT UK because... They do. Can you imagine the same, the same fucking... If it was the exact same promo, exact same people, exact same actions, but imagine it on impact. <laughs> well, awful. I probably would still been. would care less. Yeah. Or, well, like if they if Impact had what NXT UK had, I still feel like the caliber wouldn't be the same. And Isla Dawn yeah. is just like the most incredible, fucking scary, sexy witch ever. Yeah. Yeah, she says that Mako, I'm just blown away at your kindness at extending this invite, the invite this time. Um, I, I also like I had to like rewind her because her accent's so thick. I'm like, what is she saying? <laughs> It's awesome. Sadly, it's not me you want to see. It's this. Don't get me wrong. I understand you must miss it terribly because in our short time together, I've grown attached to it and we've reveled and what did you say? Perketry together, but I'm not willing to, uh, I, but I am willing to temporarily hand it back to you on one teeny tiny condition that she gets her rematch under her own Celtic rules. And she just laughs holding it. She bows and like kisses the belt. Um, take one last look at your championship because soon it will all be mine. But you know what I realized is that Mako didn't say yes. Yeah. You know, she just, Isla Dawn was like, all right, I'm out. But Mako didn't say I accept. <laughs> she didn't, she nodded. She nodded. Okay, yeah. fair. Yeah. And, and as we all know, nod, nods are legal, are, are admissible in court. <laughs> so. <laughs> Jesus. Um. You know what I loved about this? As I love that, like, and once again, Impact would have never been even if they even had the idea, they wouldn't have been able to do this. I love that they just go with the mic audio from Isla, and they filter out the crowd noises, and they put music over her with the fisheye lens, and mm -hmm. it's in like, and they slow the frame rate down. Yeah, I like that they slowed the frame rate. That was cool. Yeah. And uh, then Isla Dawn spits black mist in uh, Mako Satamora's face. And I wrote, yeah, yeah, Abaddon. <laughs> yeah. Um, she does it a lot better than uh, Malachi Black does, who has spit black mist in, on the uh, general vicinity of 900 people and never once hit any of them in the face in AEW. <laughs> um, <laughs> as cool of an idea as it is, he always misses. Oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. So it's good to see that Isla Dawn has the aiming down better than anyone else in wrestling, except maybe Asuka. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Mem remember when Asuka used to do that? I missed that. I know. I just miss Asuka in general. Yeah. So now we go to an Amal promo, who will be watching Eliza Alexander. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she, yeah. She's shown her sweeter side, but don't get it twisted. I'm, I'm still the same and full of rage. It's a matter of time, only a matter of time before she gets her hands on... Uh, whoever the fuck she says. Eliza and Angel and stuff like that. Yeah. And then she so speaks now we, in French and I don't know any of that. Yeah. So now we have Angel Hayes versus Eliza Alexander. Um, or as I like to call her, Zia Lee's uh, blue collar friend. I mean, Zia Brookside's blue collar, blue collar friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's my note uh, about uh, Eliza Alexander. I didn't feel safe watching her. <laughs> um, no, I thought that she looked like she was actually hurting her and she was too, like, full of, um, adrenaline that yeah. she wasn't doing things right or she was doing them too hard because I think she's too green to be that good Yeah, already. And I was like, I don't like this. I was scared. She, she really comes off like she, like, as I said, I describe her as English Alyssa Edwards. 
Yeah. Because she just comes off as, like, a belligerent person who just came from a pub. Yeah, and I feel like she wrestles like that. Yeah. Yeah, I or do love Angel that is just so good at selling. Angel is... I was actually impressed by Angel in this match. Yes, I was too. I know the, the whole point of the match is to get Eliza Alexander over, but I was impressed by Angel Hayes, actually. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I lo- also love that there was a Let's Go Angel Eliza Sucks chant. <laughs> yes. Yes, that was awesome. You know. But yeah, no, Eliza Alexander, like, I, I seriously imagine her just, like, breaking a fucking pint glass on some girl's head at a, <laughs> a fucking, like, you know, someone who likes Manchester United instead of Liverpool. <laughs> it's Manchester versus Chelsea. Yeah, you know. So, yes. um, and then finally, we um, in NXT UK, we get an Amelia McKenzie uh, promo where she talks about how hard work pays off. Yes, she's been training hard with Mako, so it's hard not to follow in her footsteps. And Stevie fucking Turner comes out, <laughs> and I don't care. Um, she's I, I'm in awe of your position here. Everyone's fighting to be number one, but you chose to be number two. Mako chose you because she didn't see you as a threat. Doesn't see you as a threat. Um, something to think about, and it was just dumb. But I, get I it. actually really liked that. I maybe I, I mean honestly, literally anyone could have said it besides Stevie Turner. Well, I didn't like it because it was Stevie Turner. <laughs> but I really like the idea of planting that in Amelia McKenzie's head. Yes, that she's that chose to be number two. Yeah, that like Mako basically, you know, is uh, Mako trains you because she doesn't see you as a threat, and you're always going to play second fiddle to her. And that could make for an interesting Amelia because we've always said the problem with Amelia McKenzie is she has no gimmick. Yeah. And she has no real like storyline or personality. So that Maybe could be a. She obviously she'll turn on Mako. Yeah, her actually turning a heel and like being upset that Mako kind of dismisses her could be an interesting story. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so we, we shall see on that. So now let's go to NXT 2.0. I feel like there was a lot of women's wrestling, and it was all bad. Because I'm like, we've been talking for a while already. <laughs> yeah, no, um, well, yeah. there was mostly promos. There was only yes. one women's wrestling match. Yeah, you're right in this. So we're in the Toxic Attraction locker room. They all have their belts. And I love The JC- Toxic Lounge. The Toxic <laughs> Lounge. I love, I love JC Jane going like... Look what we have, a shiny. (laughs) (laughs) That was really cute. Um, So, uh, Mandy says that they called their shot. They're right back where they belong. Uh, Dakota has lots of voices, but none are whispering that they have a chance of taking the title from me. I love Gigi Dolan with uh, biting an apple. It's amazing. Um, uh, Not just the main attraction where a measuring stick. It would have just been really funny if she just stopped there. That no one could read for beauty. Um, I wrote golf. I what? <laughs> I wrote golf instead of whatever she said. Yeah, I was going to say, there was no mention of golf. She said we are the brains, the beauty, the gold, and the beast. Oh, the gold. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense than the golf. We we play a lot of golf in toxic attractions. <laughs> there's nothing that hot girls like better than to play golf. Than playing golf. <laughs> That's yeah. Hilarious. Um. So yeah. Uh. And then we go to a Nikita Lyons interview. Yeah, your girl. <laughs> Stop it. Um. <laughs> so she's talking about Lash Legend trash talking. Um. 
But she, Nikita talks about how she's how Lash is athletic, but she doesn't need to prove herself. Um, oh my god, I wrote golf again. Why? <laughs> well, Lash Legend comes out and challenges her to eighteen holes, and um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. She... That. That. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Lash kicks her in the face. Yeah, she kicked her right in the face. That was crazy. Yeah, and said, what you proven now? <laughs> and, uh, As you do. And we get a Norman Smiley sighting, uh, which was always fun, because we haven't seen him. I wonder if he does the big wiggle still. Uh, <laughs> Norman Smiley used to, like, twerk in the 90s when he was a wrestler. Oh. He's, like, one, now he's one of the trainers in, in uh, NXT. I assume the big wiggle would be considered sexual harassment, so I assume he doesn't do it anymore. But yeah, that's a um, good bet. Yeah, but um, it's so a good bet. So then we go to Dakota Kai versus Mandy Rose, which honestly was way sloppier than I would have expected from these two. Yeah, Dakota Kai looked fucking nuts though, and it was awesome. I like, really liked it. I mean, that was my note. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was some really nice moves from Dakota, but, like, this was this was not really good. No, I um, like that her move is called the chiropractor, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I just got that. Okay. Yes. I literally, I literally never thought of it as, uh, Kai with K-I-I. I always just thought of yeah. it as, like, mm-hmm. as in the, you know, what, what people become doctors to become. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, eventually she gets kicked in the face by Mandy, and then Wendy Chu appears, and I guess starts spraying them all with battery acid in a super soaker, because they were certainly acting like this was a lot more than water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that she had super soakers, it was so cute. Yes, and then she runs off, and the invisible wall stops them from going off and kicking her ass. Yes. As in, Wendy Chu? Yes, and then we get. Honestly, I really did like. I did like the the next thing though. The Cora I did Jade too. Promo. I thought it was yeah. awesome. Cora Jade yeah. talks about how WrestleMania was the most important week of her life, and the best part of it was that it was bigger than she could have ever imagined. But my parents got to sit in the second row and watch me, and I love how she said it. I'm working on the front row. She's <laughs> just so cute. Um, uh, and she got in with three incredibly talented women, and I held my own in that ring. I did come up short, and I truly felt like I was leaving as the new champion. But I'm learning life doesn't work out how you want it, and it sucks. I love how just, like, completely honest I feel like she is in this. I thought I wanted to be the next NXT Women's Champion going into Stand and Deliver, coming so close at Dallas. Now I know I need to become the NXT Women's Champion. I think this is, um... I think this is some other i wrote for a mo yeah think... <laughs> uh, she said this isn't uh, just don't think this is some promo about redirecting oh. my focus <laughs> yes that makes more sense yes because it's not and when i was eight years old i wrote that i would be a champion in wwe and i meant that no matter what i'm gonna work my ass off to get to that reality hold that championship in in the air and with and my name will be with the rest of the women i idealized growing up and then she lists a bunch of people. She lists eight. Well, it's important to imagine who she lists, I think. Um, number one, AJ Lee's name has not been mentioned on WWE TV for probably like four or five years. So it's great mm-hmm. to hear AJ. And honestly, AJ Lee and Cora Jade's gimmicks are very close to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I had never really, I had never really thought about it before, but there's a lot of AJ Lee um, in Cora Jade's gimmick. Um, she also mentioned Sasha Banks, Natalia, um, Bailey, and Paige. And one day my name will be with them. And then Natalia's music comes out. And do you want to know my biggest, the biggest thing about this? You know I'm not a big Natalia fan, but I was, I was really happy with this because let's put it this way. When they they were saying welcome back to Natalia, they only send Natalia in there if they really believe in somebody. Do you know who the last person they sent Natalia in to fucking test out in NXT was? Who? Charlotte. Fuck. So that means they really must have some faith in Cora. That's crazy. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah, because, I mean, literally, like, that's what they, one of the uh, takeovers, um, it was Charlotte versus uh, Natalia was, like, the big match for Charlotte to uh, become women's champion. Damn. Um, so, yeah, like, that was a big, the fact that, like, you know, we may find Natalia boring, but Natalia is definitely, I mean, we can't deny that Natalia is definitely someone who helps the girls in the back. All of them say it, and she's also the person who, when they ha- when they have faith in someone, they send her out to test them. Hmm. Because if you... Because that's, that's kind of... Like, the WWE has that with men, too. But what, it, what, the, what the... And it's, it's really... It's not a bad uh, logic. It's... If you can't have a good match with her, then we can't... Then you can't have a good match. Yeah. And we don't need you. So it's pretty much... If they send Natalia, that means that they are looking at you for either make or break time. Do you think that Cora knew this was going to happen? Um, if she, if she did, I mean, I was like, Cora is either way better an actress than I ever thought she was, Mm -hmm. because she genuinely looked like she didn't know this was going to happen. So, I mean, I assume she knew, but her reactions were, then she must be so much of a better actress than I ever, ever suspected she was. Yeah, because she was just, I also want to know how great Natalia was to the fans. Yeah. On the way out. And how she was crying. Like, I was crying at yeah. this. And I was like, okay, I like Natalia for the first time. <laughs> and in fact, I'll tell you, one of the things they show um, on... Uh, and that's the other thing. If you... if you uh, Later on, when uh, Roxanne Perez uh, wrestled, they talked about how, the, how she wrote to Natalia when she was eight. Yeah. And... Um, but yeah, they show a picture of uh, Cora Jade at a signing with Natalia when she was ten. Oh um, wow! On on this week's NXT, yeah, that's awesome. Everyone, yeah. if you haven't seen this, you really should go and watch it because it's yeah. really good. Yeah, and um, you know, she talks about how um, she messes Natalia on Twitter after she got pointed at, and uh, uh, oh god, yeah, I love and, it was her first action figure. Yeah, yeah, um. Uh, and, and she says that she remembers that night, um, the, the night that you debuted, I remember DMing you, and I saw your message to me from 2011, <laughs> and it blows me away that I inspired you that way, and I pointed to the right girl that night, and that's what got me, like, I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about yeah. it again, it's amazing. Destiny is always chasing you, and I see you, I know you're sweet, genuine, humble, kind, gorgeous, someone yells. Um, but, yeah, but you have a passion for this, and I love that. And I love Cora saying, I think I could pass out and die now. (laughs) (laughs) 
on, Corey. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Like she was legit acting like this. Like she didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah, it was so maybe. Good. The only thing I could think of is maybe she knew it was going to happen, but maybe to get a genuine reaction, they kept them separate or something. Yeah, or maybe she knew Natalia was going to be there, but didn't know why. I mean, I th- I mean, I, she's not just going to put a sharpshooter on her without her knowing about it. But, <laughs> I, <laughs> but I do, I mean, like I said, the only thing I can think of is either, either Cora is like a hundred times better an actress than we ever suspected she was. Yeah. Or... They they gave her a general overview, but they kept her separate from Natalia to give the react to get the reaction to be genuine. Yeah, and you know, and didn't t- and and didn't tell her what Natalia was going to say. Yeah, that makes sense. So um... maybe maybe they were just like, all right, she's going to come out, she'll talk to you, and then she'll put you in the sharpshooter, and that's all they told her. Yeah, that would that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. So she winds up telling her that Corey, you're the future of the NXT women's division, but the future is bleak, and then she smacks her across the face. <laughs> and that was a hard smack, too. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. And then she puts her in the sharpshooter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> goddamn, Cora Jade was selling the sharpshooter like it was a fucking medieval torture device. Yeah, she was. Like... I have never seen anyone make it look so good. <laughs> like... Yeah. Natalia should kiss her ass. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love the brokenhearted look from Cora at the end of the segment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was definitely my favorite segment of the week. It just, like, blew me away. Yeah. So then, uh, let's skip Fallon Henley and the dumb rednecks. So Natalia puts the women's division <laughs> on notice. <laughs> And everyone's like, what? Someone else is like, what? And <laughs> what? <laughs> That's really you're just making You're just making it sound like the, like the audience when Steve Austin's out there. Like, oh, fuck it, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then Tatum Paxley comes up to her and says uh, that it, she was trying to prove herself the diamond mine. And uh, she, so she has to stand up uh, to uh, the best of all time, or the boat. Um, <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, and then, uh, Natalia puts the rest of the women's locker room on notice. Yes. Yeah. And then, finally, we get India, uh, India. Uh, God damn you, Aldo Correct. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's we not accepting Indy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love, <laughs> I love that she calls Duke Hudson Dookie, and India's we, like, <laughs> stop saying Dookie. yeah that was the best part and then they they try to get them they try to get them to like tag team and i love them like their different ways of saying no with dexter just like shaking his head like are you kidding me dexter's expressions are amazing they're so good (laughs) yeah they're so good um yeah yeah so they're just like i love the women like manipulating them into being like but you could be champions you really could Yeah, and Dexter, Dexter gives like, his famous the thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I also have to say, I, I really like the buff Barbie doll nickname for Tiffany Stratton. Oh, yeah. 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 Because it really, it really fits her. And then finally, we're going to, uh, we're, we are going to level up a little bit here with, um, the, uh, with, with the, uh, the Ivy Nile show. Uh, NXT level up. We'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, where the first match is Roxanne Perez, formerly Roxy, versus Sloane Jacobs, formerly Notorious Mimi. 
Yes, um, I wrote Roxy, yay! You know what I love? I also love calling her Roxanne, because then the audience can still chant Roxy. Yes. Because it just sounds like Roxy, like the nickname mm-hmm. for Roxanne. Yeah, this was, um, it was so good. Her debut, she just, like, she was all over the fucking place. Um, and everyone was oh, just yeah. right, like, right behind her the entire time. It was really good to know that they, like, kind of came up together and that they're really yeah. close friends. Um, yeah, she's just, like, at a certain point, it was, like, she just keeps, like, she's all over the place. Yeah. She's fucking going and I, nuts. I, and I love her doing the Diana bow. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I like how she puts her, like, fingers up. She's just like, no, no you just wait a second. Bow. Yeah, it was really <laughs> cute. I think she did that in Ring of Honor, too. Yeah, she used to yeah. do it all the time. Yeah. Um. In fact, the match with her and Deanna, they both did it, and Deanna did not like seeing her do it. <laughs> yes, yes. I did like when, when Sloan, like, choked uh, Roxy, Roxy with her, like, own arms for like a long time mm-hmm. like it's like sloan obviously knew she was gonna lose but she 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 did okay she did okay um i i mean but roxy just fucking nailed it like i just stopped taking notes at a certain point yeah i was so she, excited I, to watch her i'll say she has the one of the nicest luthez presses in the industry probably the only one better is mickey james yeah um she and i love her little uh standing moonsault into like a twisting sentence uh, Senton, yeah. which we'll talk about later, by the way, because the girls really need to talk to each other. Yes. Because Tatum Paxley used the exact move as her finisher. Oh, yeah, you're right, she did. And they kind of have to have a talk about that. Yeah. Um, so, because one of them has to stop doing it. Yeah, agreed. You know, um, I would even say maybe Roxanne needs to because of the fact that Tatum's using it as a finisher. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. I think Roxanne can do anything. So. Yeah, because Roxanne won with the code red, so you might mm-hmm. want to just have the the twisting senton just be done by Tatum. Yeah. Um. So then we go to the the uh, next match: Tatum Paxley versus Kiana James. Um, Kiana's walk to the ring is like what would happen if Nina Samuels took herself way too seriously. I agree, and her her like her intro and like the lights and like the st- shit on the background does not match her like gimmick and what she looks like. Yeah, at do all. you want to know? Do you want to know what these two remind me of? I was looking at this match, and it reminded me of old school NXT when I used to see Billy Kay and Peyton Royce face each other. Yeah. Okay. These two should be a tag team. I think. Oh yeah, that'd be perfect. Because they look too they look they look too much like each other to be singles wrestlers right right no I, I, but they also they kept like you know they flip a lot they cartwheel a lot it's just yeah. it's it's great yeah i looked at them and i'm like you know what if you t- put made them a tag team they'd be like the american iconics ah yes that makes sense which you wouldn't want to call but right. <laughs> you know but um although i don't like kiana doing the dreaded rib noogie that's, that's oh, yeah. a dumb move no one should ever do it no but, it's dumb um but yeah, I was I was first I was like, wow, we're going a whole uh NXT level up without Ivy Nile. And nope, she uh, n- came nope, out. Nope, not at all. Um, I was watching so, to see if if Tatum could be a part of Diamond Mine. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I think they should become a tag team because right now their gimmicks are we are generic brunettes. Yes, but we'll I flip think a lot. To, <laughs> but I think together they could be really really cool. Agreed. So Chelsea, um what was your match of the week? <laughs> 
Um, I think my match of the week was Roxanne versus Sloane, because I think that Roxy just fucking killed it. Yeah, I'm giving that because that's the only match I like this week. Yeah, and I want to give her my wrestler of the week because it was a great debut. Same. 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 So she gets that. All right, Chelsea. So where can people find you? You can find me at Chelsea.Lesage on Instagram. Where can they find you? I can be found at Charles.D.Lincoln. Yes, and you can find us together at CL Squared Productions on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And then we're also on Twitter at Beyond Z as in Zenith uh, Bell, B-E-L-L-E. <laughs> so go follow us there. Thank you guys for listening. I won't be here next week because I'm doing um, Mintech for I'm doing Shakespeare's Henry IV Part 1 and 2. You can go to Stag and Lion Theater for tickets. Um, StagandLionTheater.com for tickets. But Charles will, will never leave you. Yeah. Because he cares about you more than I do. I'm never going to give you up. I'm never going to let never you gonna down. I'm never going to let you down. <laughs> 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 I feel like we should say that at the end of every episode. I'm never going yeah. to let you down. So, alrighty, people. Sorry about this week's wrestling, but I hope we, we managed to make it more uh, interesting than uh, some of the uh, companies did. Yes, agreed. So, uh, yeah, yeah, someone should hire us. All right, yes. everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.